Welcome to the Diamond Podcast with Nate and Lenny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is Confessions by Usher. <laughs> Why is Confessions by Usher so funny to us? Here is take one. Confessions by Nelly. Nope. <laughs> Cut. But before we get into anything else, here's our news segment. And welcome back to your music news. Not a whole lot going on. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, Rolling Stone has released the worst Christmas songs. And at number five, we have Elmo and Patsy, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's a banger. Number four is Seth MacFarlane and Sarah. I'm not even going to try to say the last name because you know how I am with names. Baby, It's Cold Outside. Number three, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. Number two, Maroon 5, Happy Xmas, War is Over. And number one, Jessica Simpson featuring Ashley Simpson, The Little Drummer Boy. Metallica, if you might have heard in the last news segment, uh, just celebrated their 40 years of being a band. Well, now you can stream their two live concerts, two completely different sets, and I believe it's from the Coda Collection, and there should be a link on their Twitter or somewhere, and I think you can view it on Amazon Prime. I'm not 100% sure, but there it is. Eric Clapton's management said he will not pursue the $4,000 fine ordered against a German widow who attempted to sell a bootleg online. If you want to catch up on that, again, go see the other music news. Um, J.D. Crow, who was one of the greatest banjo players to ever live, passed away recently. Rest in peace. Uh, Chris Martin of Coldplay dropped a bombshell while speaking with BBC Radio 2 saying that the band will stop releasing new music in 2025. And that will be the end of their discography. That's very, like, planned ahead. Mm-hmm. I think after that, they're just going to tour. Understandable. But yeah, they're done making music after 2025. And, oh, the Rolling Stone, last thing, also came out with the best Christmas songs. And, of course, at number one, it's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, which I personally disagree with. Same. And that's it for your music news. And we're back. So before we get into anything else, uh, here's our social medias. The Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM P-O-D. The Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast. The YouTube for our face and vlogs and all of the things. The Diamond Mind. If you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast, we will be the first thing that pops up. We're on every streaming ser- service that we know of. Uh, yep. We just got on Amazon Music the other, like, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, like, two weeks ago. Rate us, subscribe, follow, do all the things, comment, find TikTok. my email. TikTok. Uh, Diamond Mind Podcast. Yes. We have, like, three videos on there now, and it'll yes. it'll slowly come out with more, especially since, as of now, we're trying to get on the ball a little bit more... Uh, because we have a little bit of time before I go back into school, so we're kind of backlogging a bunch of stuff. Anyways, a little behind the scenes there. So, Lainey, give us the specs on Usher's album. Usher's Confessions was released on March 19, 2004. Went 10 times platinum. It's about an hour long with 17 songs. But before we really get into it, look at our shirts. <laughs> yeah, matchy, matchy. Long album, no substance. Thanks, Lainey. She got that for me for Christmas. I got a matching one as well. Now. First, I guess not song, but first thing on this album is the intro. Uh, The only notes I took for this was I said, don't talk dirty to me, Usher. 
I just said iconic, you know, these are my confessions. Yeah, and he's just whispering to you. Uh, next song, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, absolute slapper. This this beat is iconic. Like, so iconic. Um, what's weird, though, is the parts of this song that I really, like, when I think of this song, I think of Lil John's ad-libs, and I think of the beat. I don't mm-hmm. think about Usher at all. Um, I like the I like the part where Ludacris is like, Luda! And uh-huh. then he just gets into it. Yeah, he, he starts spitting. <laughs> I forgot Ludacris was on the song, honestly, until we were just listening to it. I was like, oh, yeah, Ludacris is on this. Um... Bro is very similar, not ludicrous, uh, Usher is very similar to Chris Brown, like, very R&B, but genuinely just has, like, a dope voice, and, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, this song is just a slapper, it's a classic, there's really not much I can say, it's playing at every high school dance known to man. That's fair. Um, I personally thought it was funny how Usher pronounced think, he said thank, and maybe uh, it was just to... Slant rhyme. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't pay attention that much. But it could be because he's from Tennessee. Pretty oh, sure. yeah. I forgot about that. Pretty sure it's from Nashville. Um, but this one's a classic banger. It's worth a listen. And you said school dances. It was played one year. It was played at every single high school home basketball game that we had. When Along with like your... Sophomore, junior year. Along your... with like Inner Sandman and Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. Which has made me hate songs, but it's fine. And, yeah, next song. Next song is called Throwback, featuring Jada Kiss. Uh, beat sounds like a young Kanye beat, and what I mean by that is, like, it's got a... Kind of like a a voice sample from... Usually he takes it from, like, other songs, and he kind of, like, speeds it up a little bit, so it's a little bit more high pitch, and that just plays throughout the song. Uh. <laughs> Usher is, like, in his feels in the song. Uh, this is definitely a cry in the shower after a breakup type song. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the chorus is a bop. Jadakiss kind of not dropping any bars. He, he, no. Like, they don't rhyme, but Usher cleans it up for him, which, I mean, that's why it's Usher's song and not Jadakiss's song. Uh, okay. <laughs> Before I talk about this, like, before you can burp or anything, I was thinking, like, what would you do if, like, one of us just threw up in the middle of recording? I don't really know, because if you think about it, we don't have another tablecloth. I know, but then, like, how would you edit that? I wouldn't edit it. I would keep it in. That's funny. You'd have to do a trigger warning, though. Yeah, I'd be like, emetophobia, watch out. Lanny's about to blow chunks. Pew That'd be so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so this album is considered to be R&B slash soul, which isn't really represented in Yeah, our first official mm-hmm. song on this album, but it's definitely present in this song. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was very early 2000s, but Jada Kiss's verse just wasn't it. He brought <clears throat> nothing to the table. Oh, God. Next. <laughs> this next song is called Confessions, namesake of the album. Uh, the intro is very boys to men-esque. Uh, it's like a whispering, spoken word, sensual kind of intro. Mm-hmm. Um, bro has some flow. Like, he can rap, honestly. Uh, Usher, in the song, did this girl dirty, cheated on her. But at least he's admitting it, you know. That's an admirable thing. 
Uh, yeah, he said that in the song too. The the chorus is very catchy. It's I don't know how to describe this with with words, but it's almost like you're riding the song's wave. Like it's like you're flowing along with the song, and I don't know how to describe that in words. I know my whole job as part of this podcast is to describe what I feel about these songs in words, but literally, I don't know how to describe it in words other than you're writing this song's wave. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by now, we're still not good at it. So. Listen to this song and tell me you ain't riding this wave. That's all you. Period. Okay. So the intro of this song reminds me of Dilemma by Nelly, check our last episode, featuring Kelly Rowland. Um, we finally got to his confessions, and wow, like Nick said, it's about him cheating on his girl. Um, and honestly, Usher, he's been going strong so far, and he does continue to go strong for a little bit. Okay, I'm glad my notes just reset. Um, <laughs> one second. You're there. You have your finger on it. Yeah, okay. And then, yeah, he does have good vocals like Nate's already touched on. <laughs> but this song, okay. If you all have ever seen the video of Elmo dancing on the moon, it matches perfectly to this song. And it is so funny. And here's a video that I took of us listening to the song right now. Okay, this next song is called Confessions Part 2. Uh, first thought, I was like, damn, he got more? Like, like, how can you, like, really have more after that? Really messed up. Uh, but he, he has some more. Bro messed around and got a kid with the side chick, bro. Three months pregnant. Um, these past two songs, something I noticed, uh, have been very different from the biggest hit on this album, Yeah. And that's kind of a recurrent theme throughout this album. There's not really a song on this album that's truly to the level of, yeah, with, Mm -hmm. like, how hype it is and stuff. I just think that's very interesting that, yeah, was the one that blew up on this album. I don't know if, yeah, came out, you should have probably researched this. If, yeah, came out as a single first and then they put it on the album, I I don't know. Um, But these past two, Confessions and Confessions Part 2 have been calmer and more emotional. They've not been loud in your face. Like, yeah. Um, now, to... Tell me, Yeah was the um, longest-running number one single in 2004. Wow, that's crazy. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, to go into the song a little bit, though, every once in a while, Usher in this song will have... A backing vocal of a, of himself harmonizing mm-hmm. with himself, and I really love that when he does that. I just and yeah. if you're a recurring viewer of the podcast, you know, like I just really like harmonies with voices. I think it's underutilized in today's music, and I think we should do it more. Um, and I'm just kind of a sucker for that. And last thing I will say is this song. Strong. This song really shows off, and he shows this off throughout the album that Usher has range, like. And I don't he mean really does. I don't mean anything by this, but like especially for a dude, like a lot of dudes can't like hit that high note. But yes, also have that like deep and then tone. they have like the baritone with it too. He really just has the whole spectrum. That is fair. Okay, so I mean, Nate already touched on it, but he had to come back to his woman and say that the girl he was cheating with from 
the previous song, Confessions, was three months pregnant with his kid. I mean, damn. Yeah. Bobcat. Fish. <laughs> um, if you know, you know. And it's just as good as the song before, but honestly, I think it was actually better. I will agree. I will agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard, okay, so I've heard people talk about these songs before. I've seen it on Twitter. I've just heard conversations about people talking about Confessions, Confessions Part 2, all of that. But I had never listened, and I had intention to, but never did. And honestly, I wish I had listened earlier. Uh-huh. These, these were good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, this next song is called Burn. Uh, I realized I knew the song as soon as the beat hit. I didn't say a ton. Uh, Usher really just shows off his vocals in this. Um, this relationship that he's been singing about these past few songs has really broke him. Like, bro is very hurt. And I mean, like, he's done most of it, according to these past few songs. But, like, that's crazy. You read what you sow, ladies and gentlemen. And last thing I'll comment about, for some reason, and I'll probably research this and figure it out, and if I've figured out why, I'll edit in why. I couldn't find it, sad face. That's... This song really reminds me of Nick Coletti from Vine. The guy, the oh song, dude. Oh, oh, saw. <laughs> and I, he probably used this song in, like, one of his Vines, and I'm just, like, remembering that in the back of my brain. But yeah. anyways, that's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Just like Nate, I heard this one before. It's another song that just hits. You know, Usher and his writers slash producers are really on it with this album so far. Um, I could see this song playing over a breakup scene in one of those, like, cheesy teen movies or something. Mm -hmm. It just, it perfectly fits, like, um, because I watched it recently, like, Costco Musical, when Gabriella breaks up with Troy. Like, Mm -hmm. this song can perfectly fit fit over that. Mm -hmm. But they're not really cultured in the movie, so, like... Maybe it wouldn't be perfect for that movie. Anyway. Yeah. Next. <laughs> uh, this next song is called Caught Up. And before I get into this, it is so hot in here. I'm dying. Like. I'm dying. I am literally dripping sweat right now. I'm sweating. My stomach burning. <laughs> we have horrible indigestion because we, <coughs> last night, <coughs> last night we had uh, our like family Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. And ate like garbage, and both of us are feeling it so hard. It is, it is rough. I don't know. I don't know what it is that did it to us. I wrote this down later, but we both woke up at five thirty this morning. Like literally, both of us right at five thirty. I yacked. She didn't yak, but I yacked. Um, but we'll talk about that more later. <laughs> Anyways, this next song is called "Caught Up." Uh, it's a change of pace. This chorus is definitely an earworm with a little like caught up like you yeah. you get that little yeah. jingle I guess is what you call it stuck in your head. Yeah. Um I prefer his verses on the songs that are similar to the last couple though. Like on yeah. the I don't want to say slower songs but like the songs where he's not necessarily like rapping, I guess and it's more of like R&B than hip hop. Which I wouldn't count Usher as hip hop, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? I mean, it's a slower tempo. For yes, sure. like it's uh, not. I prefer know. I prefer his verses on songs like the slower ones. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels so in sync to me, and I reference this throughout a lot of this album. Um, 
his songs feel very derivative of that like time period, like Boys to Men, In Sync, Backstreet Boys. I really get that from him for some reason. Nineties boy band, but he's alone. Yes, I I get that from him somehow, and it's maybe it's like how he does his intros or like I, I have no clue. Um, he's got the Timberlake. It's just got it's just got a little bit more R and B flair to it rather than like nineties pop. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Apparently, I mentioned High School Musical again. <laughs> so sorry. Um. Okay, the beat of this song. Number one, it's a good beat. But number two, I'm almost certain that they use it in the second movie for the song "What Time Is It?" Like summertime. I'm I, uncanny. Uh huh. Like I want to do a side by side comparison. I I should have done it earlier, but I'm. It it's almost identical from what I remember. Um, I've actually heard this song before as well, which surprises me, to be honest with you. And Usher is seven songs in and going strong at this point. And I'm actually impressed because I thought I would be kind of bored with this one, not going to lie. And, oh, in the background at one point, it sounded like Snoop Dogg was talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Usher. It wasn't uh-huh. Snoop Dogg, but I just thought that was really funny. Uh, another little checkpoint to make sure last time wasn't a fluke. Roby, if you're watching this... Send a video to Laney of you doing the whip. Okay. Um, the next song is called, uh, well, I guess it's not really a song. It's called Superstar In- Interlude. Uh, He's just looking for his number one. That's- uh, I said it was smooth, like Bruno Mars and um, Anderson's new. Oh, dude, I love on. their new stuff. Their new stuff is so good. Mm-hmm. So we just go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. Um, this, yeah, I know. Uh, this next song is called Superstar. Uh, Where you from? How's it going? <laughs> transition with the crowd cheering for Usher. Uh, this beat, mean AF. Uh, this gives me some J. Cole vibes, which I don't like J. Cole, but I don't mean that as an insult to this beat because this beat was fire. Um, Usher is simp. Like, on God, Usher is simp. Uh, this is essentially just a metaphor that Usher stands his girl. And uh, it's a bop. I, I like the vibe, and I like the concept. I, I really like when people don't just go for the traditional love song and try to... I like the metaphor be, he uses. Be just corny and be like, I love you so much. I like when people have like a little spin on it to try to make it somewhat different. Because, I mean, there's so many people that just sing about love. And it's it's nice when people throw in a little flavor. That is true. People need to use... People need to... You can have the same feelings, but just express it different ways. And I don't think people can really understand that. Usher does. And I like, like I said, I like the metaphor that he uses with this. Because it's almost like, almost an obsession. Like an infatuation, but not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked it better, though, if the interlude faded into the actual song. But in a way, it kind of does, like, hindsight. Because the end of the interlude... Ends with, um, what does it end with? It ends with the crowd cheering. Yes. And the entire time he talks about, um, like he wants to be a groupie. He drove 12 hours to see her live and show. He's front row at a concert, that kind of thing. So, big brain. You were just smacking your forehead. But I also said, oh, okay, Ariana, <laughs> because he, Oh, yeah, he hit those he little, hit like, those, whoa, 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 
couldn't find it. And I wasn't hooked on the song, though, until the chorus hit, and then it pulled me back in, and I was like, okay, okay. Um, oh, last thing. For those of you who have seen Shit's Creek, the song reminds me of when Patrick and David sing Tina Turner's The Best to each other. It fits perfectly. Listen to it. Watch those scenes. Do whatever you got. Hey, yo, bruh. Who dat? And we're back. So this next song is called Truth Hurts. Hey, shots to Lizzo. Where you been at, little mama? Anyways, Usher uh, thinks his girl has been fooling around, and he's telling her not to lie. When he got another woman pregnant, so, like, I don't really know why he's, like, like, he has no right to be, like, man, you better not lie to me. Okay, you, yeah. you You better not be with another dude, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, this song was a little mid compared to his other songs. Standalone, this is a solid 6.5, but his other songs so far have honestly been like 7.5, some nines, like some 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 songs throughout there. So just comparatively, <laughs> it makes this song look not so lovely. But honestly, it's it's a pretty decent song. Um, just nothing spectacular, which is okay. I mean, everybody's gonna have songs like that throughout an album. Every every yeah. song on an album isn't gonna be a banger. That hurted. Speaking of truth hurts. Um, <clears throat> the little reverse record scratch sound effect made me think of Miss Jackson by Outkast. Oh. Uh, if you haven't seen that episode, go check that one out too. Um, okay, so that was a long episode. This was a double album. That was a long day. Yes. Because we did the marathon with a two-hour album. Uh huh. Um. So okay, what did you what did you say about the whole like who you've been fooling around with thing? So he said that um, he's telling his girl not to lie and that he thinks she's been fooling around with another dude, mm-hmm. but he literally got another woman pregnant. Okay, so I heard that because it like didn't make sense to me either, and I was thinking like, is the song from both points of views? Maybe views? because he says. In the, in the song, there's lyrics that say he wrote the song because he felt guilty, but then he also says he has a reason to believe that you've been fooling around. Mm-hmm. So, is it like that, or is it... Uh, it it just doesn't make sense. And I tried to look it up, but couldn't find anything. Usher, let us know. Hey, it's just however you interp- interpolate it. Correct. This next song is called Simple Things. Uh, I can see this playing at a wedding during a photo collage kind of thing. Uh, it's a good message. Money, truly... Can't buy love, as seen by Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and the Beatles, etc. Et et yeah, I don't care too much for can't money. Money can't buy me love. Um, I just clicked off my notes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I like the little breakdown at around like two forty-five ish. I think the it's not chord progressions, but like the intervals that he does with his voice matched up with the like instrumentation in the background i just think it's very interesting like musically and i guess that's that's kind of from more of a shout to his producer whoever basically designed the song to do that uh shout out to you you a real one that was pretty dope that's all i gotta say okay uh okay so the the guitar in this song sounded the same as the guitar in redbone Mm-hmm. By Childish Gambino, except it's at a slightly faster tempo. I had a dream I song. met Donald Glover. Or no, I saw Donald Glover, but I was like up on a balcony in a mall and he was like down on the floor. And I was like 
running down the stairs to go see him. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go meet Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. And I was thinking in my head, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell him how much I love his music and how how funny he is. I love his stand-up. And then uh, I got down there and he wasn't there anymore. That's and that's when the dream ended. And it was literally the worst feeling ever. So you have dreams like that? I have... My dreams are so vivid, dude. It's Mine weird. are borderline nightmarish, but they're very vivid like that. That's That sucks. My dreams are so, like, random. Like, my dreams can just be... I haven't had a legitimate nightmare in a long time, though. I've had stressful dreams, but I haven't had, like, a legitimately, like, scary dream in a long time. Mine aren't scary. They're just, like, almost creepypasta. <laughs> like they're unsettling? Yes. Like, what do you mean? Like, like what's an example? But they're very realistic. I had one. I literally had one last night, and I can't think of remember it now. But, like, I'll just give you one. There was one where we were, I was, uh, World's Fair Park. Mm-hmm. And it was this big tent, and it was like a bunch, like a bunch of random people. And there was this one guy who had a face. He was like super dark haired, um, but I don't like remember the face in real mm-hmm. life because you know how they say you can only see the faces in your dreams that you've seen in real life. Yeah, but I couldn't like remember who it was. And then there were like a couple people that I knew there, and we were like running around. <laughs> and then someone had a joint. Don't do drugs. And then the dark haired guy came up. And we were all standing in a circle, and then I looked around the circle, and half of them had, like, blurry faces. What? It was very weird. Nah, uh, screw that, bro. So, welcome to my brain. <laughs> any, wonder, any wonder why I'm so stressed? <laughs> um, getting back into the song. The chorus is very catchy, but at this point, I was kind of starting to get tired of hearing just the same type of song. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted another song like Yeah at this point, but I did like how he said play on player, which made me think of No Diggity. Uh huh. And I also, I know Nate's talked about this a lot about how he doesn't like when lyrics fade, when the singing fades in songs. I hated it in this song because this song deserves a much better ending than what uh-huh. I thought. But that's it. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> um, the next song is called Bad Girl. First off, in this song, he has a bar. He says, a dollar, he has a dollar worth of dimes. So he has ten dimes, but by dimes, he means beautiful women. And then he's like, pimping ain't easy right after. And then, like, it clicked with me after he said, like, pimping ain't easy or whatever he said. I was like, oh, he's not talking about, like, actual dimes. Um, anyways, the chorus, kind of boring to me in this song. Uh, I get the song is called Bad Girl, but... I'm sick of hearing the words bad girl. Uh, still a vibe with the sound and the general feel of the song, but the lyrics just aren't for me, and this one was like a five. <laughs> so he does pick it back up slightly with this one compared to the last song. And during this song, I just looked up Usher's dating history. Oh, yeah, you did. I forgot about that. And that's literally all I wrote. If you want to know, just look it up. The next song is called That's What It Made. That's What It's Made For. This is my least favorite song on the album, by the way. Um, me too. The title is about Wiener. Um, yeah, specifically his. And there's a girl in the song, and she's like, "This thing got your name on it." That made me so uncomfy, bro. Um, the dog noise. I viscerally <laughs> cringed. Like I was like, oh, like <laughs> for real. Um, 
The song's beat is fire with the flute or whatever, but again, these lyrics ain't it, bro. Um, That's what it's made for. I hate overly raunchy stuff. Wow, that voice crack. Um, And then, to top it off, like, the lyrics are raunchy in and of themselves, but in this song, there is an interlude, and they are just, like, going for, like, round two or round three or whatever, and they're, they're literally just, like, doing it, and it's... Why would you do that in a song, bro? Why are you putting that in a song? Anyway, it's Usher. Yeah, fair. That's why. It's li- it's Usher. That's literally why. Um, this just left me speechless with cringe. Next. Uh, the next song is called Can You Handle It? Uh, the beat, so stale. It literally is snaps and bass guitar. Um, the last few songs have been stinkers, and that kind of leads on for a couple songs. Um... I much preferred him singing of Heartbreak than All These Hoes. Um, this song is, like, designed to have sex, too. It's just one of those kind of songs. Uh, but in any other setting, it sucks to listen to. And that's all I have to say. Yes, yeah, so imagine us sitting here. Yes, <laughs> my cousin. What? Not from Alabama. Nope. I was going to say something, and I don't remember. Can you handle it? Oh, yes. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, yes. I don't think you're ready for this oh, jelly. Oh, yes. Because my body's too delicious for you. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I hated. I I don't hate a lot of things, but I hated this. Um... But anyway, <laughs> my eyelids should not be sweating in an, in my like I'm, in an own room in my we house. We might have to turn the fan on and just deal with the background noise because I'm. We only got three songs. We can check it out. We can check it out. Okay. Um, Four more. Anyway, okay. So at this point, I didn't write anything. The song was awkward. I put my head on the table. That's how it went. But do you think that these songs are still telling the story about like? Yeah. No, there's no way. And that, that wait, kind wait, of wait, upsets me. Let me, me. finish. Let me, let me finish. <laughs> People probably hated that. <laughs> Especially uh, the audio viewers that didn't even see what happened. Um, so do you think... I have like four oars, so just give me a minute. He's still telling the story with the girl he cheated on. Or or like the girl he cheated with, because you know it's about like him being with this girl, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he's telling a story out of order? Um, or do you think that there's no correlation and he got that off his chest earlier and now he's just moved on out in the world with a completely different girl? Yeah, I think, I think this has no correlation, which kind of upsets me. Like, I wish it did. At least Outcast told the story. I wish the whole album was like confessions. That would be such a cool concept. That would be so Um, good. But I mean, yeah, it's whatever. I didn't, I I mean, I didn't even expect this to be like good at all. Good, no, I mean, it's better than Nelly. Anyways. This next song is called Do It To Me. The beat beginning sounds like Wham! Last Christmas. Uh, This is just like the last song. I'm sick of these snooze fest falsetto songs. Uh, Do It To Me. I wonder what this one's about. (laughs) The only parts I liked about the song were the incorporation of strings. If you've watched before, I love a good string section. And how in certain points he does harmonize with his high notes and it almost sounds like a choir. This next song is called Take Your Hand. I like the vinyl crackle. This beat sounds like Thundercat. Very funky feel. Uh, this one felt pretty fun. You listen to Thundercat? Thundercat? Yeah, I like Thundercat. Um, 
Obviously, I'm not like a I'm not a hardcore listener. I need to I need to listen to him more because he's really good. Comment down below if you like Thundercat. Um, like, comment, and subscribe if you like Thundercat, or if you don't. Um, and if you don't, go listen to him again because he's really good. Uh, this one was honestly pretty fun, but I didn't say a lot. We're gonna take your hand. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. It's too hot, and it's been a day. Um. In all caps, I said, here we go, because we're finally getting somewhere. Uh, Nate already said, already said that. <sighs> My Lord. Nate already said that the crackling effect he really appreciated. I liked it as well, along with that starting bass line. Woo! Um, more upbeat. This is the Usher that we were waiting for. It's the Usher that we expected. It's the Usher we came to this album for. Still not a huge fan of his higher notes here, but Beggars Can't Be Choosers, and... Oh, this is what we talked about. Our slight indigestion, food poisoning, whatever is going on. Yeah, we, we barfed and I had diarrhea at work today. Um, <laughs> anyways, this last song is called Follow Me. Usher brings it back with this one. This one, it, it, it bangs. Uh, we breaking it down in the club to close this one out. This song is tough. Um, this is a good closer. The vibe is just magnificent. The pre-chorus is really where the song shines, in my opinion. His voice, like, glissandos up these notes in just a wonderful way. And I just, I really love the flute on the beat. I love when there's yes. flute on the beat. Like, on freaking Mask Off by Future, that beat is so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Also, what did you say? What was the? What did you, what word did you just say? Glissando. For those of you who don't know what Nate just said, that's that's not even like a like slang word. Glissando is literally where you're know. just that. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Uh, I, I just thought that was only for like slang stuff. Glissando is basically just like I'll literally just do a glissando. Bop. How I just like slid up all those notes. That's a glissando. Literally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last song. I thought that this was a good ending to the album. He didn't end with the, those kind of bleh middle songs, thankfully. It was a perfect blend of that soulful sound he showed us previously and his energetic side. Not as much as yeah, but it was still present. Um, while mixing in a unique beat, like Nate said, he incorporated the flute. Great sound. Noise. 1 through 92, how you feeling? It's at 50, right? We yep, that? 50. It's higher than Nelly. Where do we put him? 70s? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say higher than 50 because I think it's underappreciated, but at the same time, I don't Those know if it's... Those last few songs stunk, though. That... Except for the last two, but like the the like four previously before that stunk. That, and I also don't think it's going to be higher than a lot of the songs we've already talked about. Uh-huh. Honestly, I think 50 might be a good spot. Like maybe, yeah. maybe if anything, nice it moves man. up. It moves up a couple spots. Like really, just kind of in the middle. Where of the do list we put? Right. Where do we put Kenny G? We put him in the seventies, right? Maybe sixties, right? Did we? I don't know. The episode's only like fifteen minutes, but really, I, I think it's a short one. Oh, I didn't know that. So now that we've finished the podcast, we can kind of just have a chat, viewers. So. Podcasts will be a lot more regular now. Uh, I uh, knock on wood. Um, Twenty six. I lied. I'm back on editing duty. 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just updating you guys on life. Uh, Christmas happened, so I got a little laptop that I can edit on now, and I got uh, Final Cut Pro. So that's pretty sick. Let's see if we say it. Oh, Lenny, Lenny's listening to the podcast. I'll keep chatting with y'all. Um, it's the fact that we're in the garage, and you can hear the heater and the echo. That's awesome. Um, so plans are we're going to try to backlog a bunch of stuff, not just podcasts, but we're going to get a vlog or two. <laughs> Time out. What? I forgot that you called him Kenneth Gorlick because that's his actual yeah, name. Yeah, that's my guy. We're on we're on a first and also, last name we, basis. We sound like we're thirteen in this. Um But we're gonna backlog a bunch of stuff, so hopefully we can have uh some stuff because really it's a race on time from sorry, I'm like blocking your ear. I'm just trying to, you know, fill in the space. Um it's really just a race with time until I go to college, which is in I'll probably move out in like July. Um and I'm moving to a city like an hour and a half south of where we live, so it'll be a little bit more difficult for us to record. So we're trying to just backstock as much as possible so that when I do come here, we'll still have like stuff on the ready so we can just record right there, right then and there um, and just add to our backstock instead of having to like me rush home and all right, we got to record now so we can have a podcast out this week. And if you don't make it home, then we won't have a podcast out this week. So um, we have a plan now. It's not like we're just kind of like, oh, is the podcast going to come out this week? We don't know. Um, so we're getting it all set up. The podcast seems to be having a bright future. I have better editing software now on this laptop. Um, I think it's I think it's Final Cut Pro. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I'm learning that right now, so hopefully higher quality edits, higher quality just podcasts in general, I'm going to try to, uh, learn how to mess with audio and get our audio levels sounding right and all that sorts of stuff. Anyways, did you yeah, figure it out? Yeah, so I couldn't find it. Um, I'm pretty sure I have it written on a poster board though. Okay. So I'll let y'all know, but just remember that it's nothing but a Kenny G thing. Anyways... The social medias, the Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD, the Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast, the YouTube for the visuals and all the jazz. Uh, the Diamond Mind, if you look up the Diamond Mind Podcast, it's us. That's us right there. Um, TikTok, follow us, Diamond Mind Podcast. Um, rate us five stars on all the things and like and subscribe and comment and find my email and message us on Twitter and reply and we'll reply back. I promise. Or you can have my pinky. Um, also, share it. Yeah, share it. Share it around. We had a couple people. Don't shout be selfish. Out, shout out to Seth. Shout out to Lane. I didn't even ask them to share the podcast. And they were like, yeah, this podcast is dope. And they posted it on their story on Instagram. And that just really touched my heart. So thank you, guys. Um, anyways, you have anything you'd like to say to the viewers before we uh, wrap this thing up? I'm hungry. How hungry? What are you hungry for? Not Christmas food. Uh, what what race of food are you particularly hungry for? What what like nationality? Um, I saw someone um recreate like kind of what Kylie Jenner eats in a day. Mm-hmm. Sushi. I could go for some sushi right now. I've never had good sushi. Mom is pretty good. Anyways, 
This has been the Diamond Mind Podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Garth Brooks' self-titled album.